This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle, curl. I'd actually like to start from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees the soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All-American, current Arena League coach, and the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. That is Bishop again by Coleman. You got to hand it to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team mark. On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition of TOJ Film Room, the 38th edition, uh, this time for a review of Sir uh, Quentin Williams. <clears throat> uh, obviously, the, the housekeeping type stuff, if they get through it first, uh, at JoeRB31 on Twitter, where I obviously post a bunch of Jet stuff, post moments, you can go through them. Um, about to post... I'm about to post uh, Bosa probably start tomorrow, maybe tonight after I record, I'll record the show. I do have some stuff to do in a little bit, but I'll have Bosa. Then I'll have another vote after Bosa. It's probably going to be, looks like uh, Brian Burns or Jawan Taylor, but I haven't held that vote yet. Um, but we're going to keep pumping out reviews. And like I said, after the uh, the draft is over, I'm still going to probably have to pump out at least 10 reviews. So if you want to just skip those shows, that's fine. Um, if you want to watch them and understand <clears throat> just watching film and what I see and how I see it and stuff like that, uh, then fine. Um, and if you have any fans of other teams, like let's say the, the Bucks draft Devin White, you're like, hey, I know the show. Like this, this guy did a review on Devin White. You could watch. I'd appreciate that. Um, but I'm going to put those reviews out there because I already put a lot of work to uh, get those reviews kind of done and set already. Um, <clears throat> but we did get two reviews this week talking about reviews. Um, Two five-star ratings and reviews. TOJ Film Room from, from B. Vander Vliet. Uh, these shows are awesome. Anyone interested in learning football X's and O's, I highly recommend this show. They are really in-depth and talk about a ton of different schemes, routes, defenses, etc. I have learned so much just from these guys. And another one from B. Moray. Uh, worth the listen. Great job, Joe. If you're a big Jets fan, never played organized football and want to learn uh, more about the game, this is the podcast for you. I feel I've learned more about pod, uh, positioning, podcasting, I would say, uh, responsibility of players, technical aspects of the game since I started listening and watching. It takes me an hour to get to work, uh, to get home from work, and your podcast make the drive fly by. Uh, thank you for all the time and effort you put in. B. Moray, section 121. I'm usually in section 311, I think I moved to for my season tickets. I can't afford the bottom section yet. Um, but honestly... I think this year it, it, it's always it's always kind of like a, it's hard because if the Jets are good, I want to get season tickets because I think the prices will go up. But if they're bad, you know with season tickets, I'm sure you do. Everybody who has season tickets who listens to this, you get season tickets. Let's say the average, like because for for my sections, it'll cost like 800 bucks with the parking passes for you know the 10 games. So that averages out to what 80 dollars a game, let's just say, um, or a little bit less. It's like 70 because we have the parking pass too, and you have preseason, whatever. <clears throat> 70 dollars a game, let's say. There was games last year where people were buying tickets for like 15 bucks, 10 bucks, 8 bucks, and I'm like, I'm really paying $80 for this game. Uh, I understand the parking pass and stuff, but I go on a bus with a bunch of other people anyway. So it doesn't even matter. They, they pay for the parking pass. So um, I don't know if I'm going to do that yet, but I like, I like sitting in the middle. I like sitting up high. I'm actually not a big fan of the 100 sections because I like seeing the whole game, 
and the hundred sections, if you're on the 10, 20 yard line or in the end zone, whatever, they're on the other side of the field. You can't see what's really happening. I don't like that. I like to really see the game from bird's eye view. Maybe that's because I like the film and stuff like that. And I want to see the concepts and who's open and who's not with the, uh, when you're down low, you can't really tell that much. But regardless, that's, I'm, get, I'm getting off on a different thing. Um, but like I said, we, we're always going to have mailbags. It's going to be delayed a little bit because uh, it just, it's just, just too much going on right now. Um, like I said, I'm getting into boast. You can always email me, BlueJoeToj at Gmail. Comment on YouTube. Uh, comments on YouTube. Likes are always appreciated. Subscriptions are definitely appreciated on YouTube. Uh, we're getting closer to 1,000, so I'd like to get to 1,000. And then also... Uh, I have like a, I'm not going to give you a sneak peek, but I am working on something special uh, for after the draft. You guys obviously know I'm going to be doing <clears throat> the Jets free agents. They sign any guys worth like who are worth note or trade for me, right? Worth note. Like I'm not going to, do people really going to want to watch more than two plays on a guy like Tom Compton? No, probably not. Or Josh Bellamy. So will I do a review on him? Maybe like five to 10 plays, maybe if I'm really bored one day. Um, but I am working on something right now, minus the draft prospects and things like that uh, for after, you know, when it's like, May, June, July, when there's really nothing going on, and everybody's really excited for camp stories and stuff like that that are so excited about. And then people come out with cool camp stories like, you know, uh, Chad Hansen's doing really well, and then he doesn't play, or Charles Johnson's doing awesome, really awesome catch today, he gets cut. Like, and then people refer to the camp as like a month or two later, like, oh, it means nothing. So camp's kind of like exciting at the time. We all know it really means nothing, but we've just been deprived of football for so long. We love to see it. Um, but because I'm working on a special little little project, um, I'll be putting up some random Jets plays that I'll just talk about. Like I, the other day I put up a, a play of Brandon Shell. Um, just if anything I noticed, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, Brandon Shell always comes with it. He, he always punches either late or he uses the hug technique too often. I'm like, you know, I always say that, but I want people to see a little bit what I'm talking about, which is I think what I, what I tweeted about the other day. Um, I'll, be put, I'll be putting up random stuff. Uh, my Mets are 5-2. and two. They're up 3-1 to one on the Nationals right now. I believe it's the top. It's either top of the 7th or bottom of the 8th or wh- wherever it is. Um, but um, what was it called? My Nets are doing good too. My Nets are, I, I think, 5th or 6th. Devils are – uh, they're supposed to be better this year, but you know they're they're doing okay. I guess they're not. I don't, they're not going to make the playoffs or anything like that. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, um, I forgot to say last week uh, or last week, I'm losing track of the days I do shows. I don't know if it was today is today is Saturday. I did it Tuesday, Monday, something like that. I don't know. Um, but uh, best fit. I'm going to do best fit and over and number on my overall board for prospects. I think the best fit for Josh Allen is a three, four outside linebacker. He's not a four, three end or anything like that. Uh, he he could stand up as like a, as like a strong side of four, uh, four, three linebacker and, and stand up and take some guys head on. Uh, he could also play, you know, uh, weak, uh, as a three, four outside linebacker on the strong side as an outside linebacker and a three, four as well. He could play, he could play a multiple multitude of different positions. You don't really want him as a, as a four, three end though. Um, but I don't, I really, I really don't think him having him, stand up more frequently than he needs his hand in the dirt or rushing is really a great thing in a four, three on the strong side, either as a Sam or even as the, the Sam and the will are so much different in a four, three. Um, so it's not really comparable where a three, four inside linebacker, uh, Sam and, and will, or sorry, like Mike and will or Mike and Sam or whatever it is, or uh, they're pretty similar for a good of a decent amount of reasons. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so he's my, my number three overall prospect. Uh, right now, I'm just going to run through really quickly the um, strengths and weaknesses. Like I said, I'm not doing these long write-ups and long discussions about these guys because I, I have to just keep pumping shows out because I got to – you know, when I'm doing reviews – oh, I, I just started, uh, by the way, uh, Garrett Bradbury last night. I am impressed, very, very impressed. He's in pencil as my, I think, 11th overall prospect. People don't understand with my prospects. People are like, asking me about guys like the 6th, 7th round. I 
I do a lot of Jets film and I actually watch the film. I think a lot, there's a lot of guys who watch one or two games of a guy and then they just move on or they use opinions from other people and, and they say that's their own. Um, I watch guys before I say anything. And for me to watch 200 draft prospects, I would literally have to sit in my room in the dark all day and not have a girlfriend, not have a mother or a father or friends that I have to attend to. I couldn't go out to the bars and hang out. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even go to Jets games. Um, so I do not know of guys in the sixth, seventh, fifth, even fourth round. I've heard their names and I can see a little bit from like highlights or whatever people put up and I'll, you know, assess it for myself. But, um, you know, it is what it is. And in terms of like my board to be like, Oh, no, uh, number whatever. Like I said, 11 overall or whatever for Bradbury. I understand I'm not doing Haskins. I'm not doing guys like Lawrence or Jeffrey Simmons or Kyler Murray, because there'd be really literally no point in me reviewing quarterbacks right now. The Jets are not going to take Kyler Murray um, or Kyler Murray. So, you know, it is what it is, but going into his strengths and his weaknesses of Quinn Williams, I have a long list of strengths that people uh, could imagine if you heard me talk about him a little bit over the last couple of months, how, how infatuated I am with this guy. Uh, let's see. So we're going to go uh, hand placement, shoots hands with tight elbows, lateral quickness, dips and reduces through gaps, change of direction, ability, powerful hands, strength to, uh, to work through partial blocks while penetrating, uses both light and heavy stances, which we'll get into, uh, awareness, play recognition, instincts, just as successful two-gapping as one-gapping, array of pass rush moves, in, uh, including forklifts, humps, swipes, double swipes, Swipes, clubs, arm overs, club arm overs, bulls, swipe rips, chop rips, bull, uh, bull jerks, push pulls, ice picks, uh, disciplined eyes, um, plays with eyes up, which are two different things a little bit. Uh, patient maintains gap well, uh, very aware of space he has to work with. Um, will stack multiple moves, has, has master technique hands and body control while rushing past your accurate hands, consistently showed ability to counter, constantly beat double teams. Uh, have seen snaps of him using both hands against two different defenders at the same time, which I will show you. It's absurd. Um, motor links, hands and feet plays linear anchor uses extension. Well, explodes offline top end speed to chase down runners, bend for size, flexibility plays low plays with good base, strong lower body and upper body, very athletic for size weaknesses, not as long. Um, would like to see more consistency in run game versus double teams, anchoring down versus double teams and, and, you know, uh, attacking that post man. Um, can see him lose his balance due to playing high at times need to drive his feet more versus combos when able to do so. Uh, will he be more effective in the NFL when playing more snaps is a question because Alabama had such a deep rotation. He didn't play as much as other guys did who had to play a full-time role. He played a full-time role, but let's say, you know, some one guy from another team would play nine out of 10 snaps. He had to play eight out of 10 snaps. That one snap difference, um, in terms of getting to rest does make a difference in, you know, a game that you play an average of like 60 to 70 plays on defense. Um, depending on the team you're playing, how you know clock all that crap, but you know general that's that's 60 to 70 plays on defense is usually what it is. Um, <clears throat> in cluster situations, we'd like to see more bull rush, plays high while not engaged at times, which I kind of put up there, so it's almost like minus one. Uh, would like to see more aggressiveness, denting post versus combos and run game. I already said that, and lacks elite arm length. Uh, prospect ranking number one. He is my number one prospect um, in this draft. Uh, Best fit, 4-3 D tackle. I think he could be a 3-4 nose tackle as well, but I would like to see him more as a 4-3 D tackle because a nose tackle in a 3-4, in a you are going to be taking on more combo blocks. And while he is like okay, he's, he's, he's solid at taking on combo blocks, 
But listen, he's only 300, 305. And you you can see with some nose tackles and a 3-4, guys like Pennell, guys like McClendon, who who are pushing 330, 340. So do I want him necessarily two-gapping in the interior all day long? No, I would like to see him more rush to passer as a 4-3 defensive tackle. So I think that's his best fit to use some of that athleticism that he does have. And some people are going to say, you know, they're going to get crazy about the whole, uh, oh, we need Josh Allen, we need an edge rusher. Listen. Uh, if the gap, let's say you have a, uh, uh, we'll give out a, a fake grade, whatever. If I have a 96 grade on Quinton Williams, Josh Allen, who I said I think is a very good player, is my third overall player in the draft. Um, if he has an 89 or a 90, are you going to dip down six points to, from from a B plus to to an A plus? Um, because you, it's a position you need. They're both rushing the passer. Um, we've obviously seen how much of a difference Aaron Donald making people. Don't compare him to Aaron Donald. Listen, Aaron Donald was drafted 11, 12, 13 overall, whatever he was a couple of years ago. So could he be that good? Yes, I, I said it. And I've said it before on podcasts, I think in a couple of years he'll be the, the second best interior defensive lineman in the NFL to Aaron Donald. I do think he's going to make that much of a difference. Will he get as much sacks? I think Aaron Donald had like 19, 20 sacks last year. Will he get that much? No, but I could, see, I could consistently see uh, Quentin Williams getting 13, 14, 15 sacks a year and, and just consistently clogging up runs and just destroying interior offensive linemen and, and – uh, especially in a one-gapping rule if he's in more in a 4-3 in Greg Williams' defense, which is um, even if it is 3-4, 4-3, it's going to be more penetrating than a normal 3-4 would be. So he's going to be attacking more. I think that's a great fit for him because he could do both. Um, But like I said, Quinton Williams has a ridiculously high floor, a ridiculously high floor, and a ridiculously high ceiling. Um, Josh Allen has, I think, probably the highest ceiling in the draft. I really do think he's going to be, he can be that good. But because of some of his techniques, some of his counters, and some of the things I want to see in the run game with him, he also has a lower floor where he could be, you know, a solid or, or just a good starter um, as his floor or, or just a decent starter as his floor. But he can be an all pro player as his ceiling. Where I, I, I see Quentin Williams as a guy whose floor is a guy who's like Leonard Williams at the lowest, which is still a very good player. People are going to, you know, be obsessed with stats and what people say on Twitter about Leonard Williams. He still is a very, very good player. And for that to be a floor, um, I, you know, I'm not comparing them directly. I'm just saying their floor, like around that region, how much they'll make an impact. Well, actually, I think it's higher than Leonard Williams. I'm, not, I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, I think his floor is almost like a borderline pro ball player. Like he's gonna be a pro bowler almost every single year he plays. I think his ceiling is the best interior defensive lineman in the league, a consistent All Pro type player. I really do think he's gonna be that good for how young he is, how powerful he is, how athletic he is, how well he already knows how to use his hands. Um. It really is absurd. So I like Josh Allen. And listen, if you could t- if you could tell me they're going to be on an equal playing field, or even if Josh Allen's going to be a little bit worse than than Quinton Williams, I'm taking Josh Allen because I think outside linebackers are more important as well. Especially when you already have an interior defensive line guy um, who could push that pocket a little bit in, in in Leonard Williams and Henry Anderson. But if you're talking about players who are on a completely different uh, plane, which I th- I do believe they're on, I think it I think it's Quinton Williams and Nick Bosa in their tier of their own, and then that next tier below him is. is is Josh Allen, and then a tier below him um, is guys like Brian Burns, Jawan Taylor, Jonah Williams, TJ Hawkinson, Garrett Bradbury, um, etc. And people might say, okay, well, why do you have um, Nick Bosa lower than him? I think, and listen, I like Bosa a lot. Sneak preview, he's in my next review, he's going to be my number two overall prospect. He's on my four, he's my number two. I think that Josh, I mean, I think that Nick Bosa also has a ridiculously high floor 
I think he's going to be a pro bowler. I really do think that. I think he's going to be just like Joey, where he's getting 10, 11, 12, 13, maybe even 14 sacks a year. But I never see, I don't see him as that athletic freak that a guy like a Chandler Jones or a Von Miller or a Khalil Mack, he's not one of those guys with an athletic freak. And you need that athleticism. You need, you need that burst and that elite bend to be able to, um, to be able to be like the best rushers. Like, and, and I think uh, somebody put out a video on this. I forget uh, exactly who it was, but, um, and it's true. The, the, the biggest five things with rushing, especially from the exterior, you, you need power, you need good hands and technique. You need, um, you need speed and burst. You need bend and you need strength. Um, now Bosa has the strength. He has a technique. He has a decent amount of bend, but he, he's, he's not, he doesn't have that elite, explosion and when you don't have the lead explosion people aren't going to overset on you as much and then you'll be able to square up your hips and you're gonna have to win a lot with technique and strength which is great versus guys you know lower end tier offensive tackles or middle tier offensive tackles but you're playing a guy like tyron smith or one of these top flight tackles who who you're not going to be able to beat with technique or power um you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to win uh consistently so i see him as a guy dominating uh, lower end talent or middle tier talent, but I don't see him as a guy who's going to dominate top top elite uh, left tackles. Not you're never going to dominate elite tackles. I'm saying beat them and get a sack or two that game. So, um, like I said, you need to have those that, that strength, those hands, that burst, that bend, um, and the power. And he has like three or four of the five, but he doesn't have all five. Where Josh Allen has all five of those. Um, he needs to develop a little bit more strength with bull rush and setting the edge. Um, but I think that's a little bit more technique than it really is power because I've seen the power. They seem to add a little bit bulk in his legs, but um, overall he, he has those, those capabilities. But like I said, because he has such a lower floor than a guy like Nick Bosa, that's why Nick Bosa is my two and he's my three. Uh, but Quinn Williams I think is, is not – I'm going to say pretty easily my one. I, I don't think their talent's close. And I think Josh Allen – I mean, I think Nick Bosa is, is fantastic. Uh, but I do think he lives off of his brother's name a little bit, a tiny, the tiniest bit where I'm talking about like, where I don't think if, if he was a Bosa, if he was, if he was Nick, n- you know, Nick Fitzgerald, um, I think there'd be more discussion with him and, and Quinn Williams one or two. And there are people, I know people who have, uh, not just me, who have Quinn Williams over Nick Bosa in their rankings. So I, I don't think it's crazy to say that when you weigh positional value, all these things, I, I like I said, uh, Quinn Williams is still my, my number one overall guy, but um, let's get into the first play right here. All right, and I think we have about, I think it's 33 or 34 plays of, uh, of Quinn Williams. I recorded this clearly pretty late. You see, I screwed up a little bit here where I have like a different window. I recorded, it went over it. I had to exit out of that real quick and bring the mouse back down, but whatever. I really didn't care to find this play um, again, but you see him right here. He is the one tech. You can almost call him a two eye, but we'll call him a one tech. Like I said, it's a little bit har- harder from that angle to be precise on exactly where it is. Um, <clears throat> but he's going to shoot that that uh, backside a gap on this. Uh, it looks like a. It's, it's probably it's it's inside zone from from gun set. Let's call it. Um, obviously, comes off the ball. You know, he's he's pretty fast off the ball. You could say pretty fast off the ball right there. Um, he gets low. You see his elbows tight. He gets into the chest. He play. He's pretty. Uh, he's pretty linear right there. I think he could. He's bending a little bit at the waist, maybe a tiny bit right here. Um, but he is still pretty linear. Linear generates power. Uh, shocks the 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 left guard. Uh, you can see his body just fire up right there. The, the in being the left guard, and then 
uh, Quinn Williams easily, <clears throat> easily because of that. And he has control of his body. He's using good extension. He has good hand placement, uh, finds the running back, keeps his eyes on the backfield and sheds with a little, little push. He's got push, pull, push, pull. Where, where a bull jerks a little bit different to me. This is a push pull. You're literally just pushing, pulling. A bull is not just a pull. You're driving your feet through and all that type of stuff too. So I, I differentiate a little bit with push, pull, bull jerk. Um, you, you can almost say, you can almost say, uh, bull pull too, but it's just bull. I call it bull jerk. Um, finds a running back, makes a tackle, and now it's now it's third and one. So really, really impressive play right there. And like I said, this this review is just going to be uh, him dominating pretty every single snap because that's that's what he does. Uh, he's absolutely absurd. Uh, right here, one tech, <clears throat> and this is where you see that little bit of light stance. You see what I'm saying? So, so uh, he's not this this other this other end not really a great example, but a, a, a heavy stance which you see most people in when they're playing, a lot of that weight is, is going to be on this front hand right here, that, that plant hand. If, you're, if, you, if you are in a three-point or even a four-point, the weight's going to be on your hands. So when you take your hands off the ground um, and you burst forward that foot, you're already like falling forward, which creates momentum. Where Quinn and Williams likes to play in light stances, which what a light stance does, and instead of just going directly into that line, he, he, he takes lateral steps. Or he, he'll, press, he'll press the lineman a little bit, but he's more conservative with how he rushes because he likes to read and then react. And he also likes the ability to let the offensive linemen shoot their hands first. And he always reacts to their hands. So um, he's in a light three-point stance here. You can't, he's not really leaning. He almost looks like he's bent over in a weird way. It is because he's, he's in a light three-point stance. And see what I'm saying? Where this first step with his left foot is not, it's not really towards it, – it is obviously it's forward a little bit. But it's, it, it's hard because I wish the other lineman wasn't there, the defensive lineman. You see how his, his foot is more – um, I was just making sure I was recording. I thought I was on recording again. That happens to me sometimes. Uh, but it's more sideways. And, he, and then he lets the offensive lineman shoot. The offensive lineman shoots because of that. Now, if he was to just come off the snap right here and directly attack him, what's going to be in, in his chest? Obviously, if he doesn't deflect, is that hand. But because he takes more of that lateral step, that, that light three-point stance, he's able to, um, you know, obviously alter his body a little bit. He, he opens his hips to the left, which, which allows that or doesn't allow that hand to really make contact with him. You can see his left hand comes up right there. So he kind of, so he kind of swipes that hand down, which is, so this is like a swipe club. Um, oh, hold on. What does it turn into? Swipe club into an arm over. Um, yeah. Swipe club into, in, into an arm over, but the opposite way because the, the, the guard actually caught him. Let's see where he catches him. It's hard to tell exactly. Oh, it's because it's because of that that center right there. That center hit him, so that threw off his momentum right here. Um, but he still wins. He's still he's still driving his feet, and he still shed and goes arm over in the opposite way. And you see that some of that power generated through here. Um, that number fifty-seven has his arm on him too. Um, he's not looking at him. He's just using his drag hang against him. You can see it, like it's like pulling this offensive lineman back. He's powerful uh, penetrating through gaps, and he's powerful. Powerful and has good balance through, like I said, partial blocks, which is exactly what I talked about. Um, so you have you have a, you have a swipe club uh, arm over inside because of the the jolt from the from the center right here, uh, and you see a little bit of that light three point stance that that I've talked about, and you'll see more throughout this review. A couple more plays from LSU right here. We stick with LSU for for a couple of games. I always notice like, and it's just my one of my things I do. And when I first watch a player get really excited or disappointed in their first game, I always record more plays in the first game than I do in any other game. It's just how it works because it's the first time I'm watching them, and this is when I take away a lot of a lot of things about their strengths and weaknesses from their first two games, and I want to see them stack them, or or kind of dispel some of the the weaknesses I I thought I saw earlier earlier in the season. 
Um, I'm not necessarily sure how their season went when they played LSU, but this is a better this is a better angle. You can see the zero tech right here. This is a better angle of you can see what I'm talking about with that step that he takes. If you're watching his left foot, which is on our right of the center, um, you see that steps is sideways. If you are watching on on YouTube, I know a lot of people listen. Like even the guy who just wrote the review, which I appreciate, and thank you guys for the reviews. And if you'd leave more, uh, obviously it, it helps me a lot. And this takes a lot of more work than just you know calling into talk shows and talking for two two and a half, three hours about crap. It's, you know, this is actual film. This is actual football talk. It's a football show. We're supposed to talk football, not storylines. But to each their own. Um, lateral step right here allows him to read that center. And you can see hand, the hands that, that Q uses. You see how he controls that elbow with the, with the left arm? And Q, he, he's just going to use more power on, on this play. Um, he might have he, he might have it looks like he was going to set up the hump right here where you see the offensive lineman is leaning on him a little bit he might have planted and tried to hump and hump move him inside which he would have hooked this left arm underneath the center got a little bit uh, tighter into him and then threw him basically over uh, but you could see you could see him one he's keeping his right arm free which is which is great because if the, if the quarterback tries to scramble he's in a push up field and he has that right arm to tackle him so keeping an arm free in the interior is definitely an important thing he does that right there uh he's still able to and one he's he's rushing you know half a man you see you see what i'm talking about like rushing half a man he's rushing like half the man that's what that's people talk about instead of rushing a full man so he's working half a man um keeps his arm free he sees the quarterback is going to you know cut the opposite way you'd see he uses I can't see where his left arm is right here. Um, almost like a hump, but regardless, he stops with that left arm. He he pushes the body of seventy nine. Uses like then he, you see how his arm comes over with that chop, and that disengages. So now if he didn't do that, it, he would still be working through that arm, and the and the center might be able to recover here, push him upfield, whatever it may be. But because he he stops, chops, boom! Both of his arms are free. And he tackles a quarterback for what is a is it a sack? Yeah, it's, let's see if it's, it's beyond the ten yard line. It's like it's a ten and a half. Yeah, yeah, well, sack maybe stuff. Whatever. It's pretty. It's pretty close to to a sack. Uh, but you know, it doesn't really matter. We're not going to get into the. Uh, is it a sack or is it not a sack? It makes it a different play. No, it's it's still a really good play regardless of what it really ended up on the stat sheet. Um, this play, he's right here. Um, looks like he may be a. Call them a three. <clears throat> um, three, three tech. They're, they're using a TT stunt. The two tackles. The one tackle is going to penetrate, try to take up two, three guys. And then the other one, uh, and then the, uh, Williams is going to loop around him. So it's a TT stunt um, on the interior, obviously. You can see that the – I would like to see the – the uh, this other ta this other defensive tackle right here get more hands on that that left guard to try to pull him or maybe even take more of a step towards him and then and then pull over because he doesn't really capture his eyes right here which you'd like to see um, from this uh, defensive tackle who's who's the uh, pen the penetrator or whatever the first portion of that TT stunt um, obviously Q hesitates uh, takes a lateral step he's in good position versus the uh, the, the I think I think the last play I said left guard. He was a left tackle, I believe. Um, <clears throat> but he uses this club. See that club right there with that right arm, and then he rips through. Well, the club is basically just like a punch, almost like a like a horizontal punch. Um, to the usually it's if it's your right hand to to the left shoulder or your left hand to the right shoulder. Um, now, if it's a, if it's on the elbow, like sometimes you sometimes like swipes and clubs are pretty close um, to me. 
but it depends on the hand placement and where it ends up. But shoulder in the back is more of a club. Uh, rips through, gets a pretty tight rip right there, which is good. Uh, he's keeping his eyes up the entire time, which I like. He sees the running back coming. He doesn't really get low into it because he's still in his pass rush phase. He's not able to drop into it, but he still blows the running back back. He's keeping his eyes on the quarterback the whole time. He sees the quarterback starts to cut up. You see his left, ar- his left arm goes on the back of the – you see that little flash of white right there. It goes back on the arm or back on the back of uh, the left guard. So it's almost like a partial club into an arm over. And this is a really important part too. Like you don't understand how fast this stuff is happening. And I'll play it in fast speed again when this happens. Um, there's multiple people he's beating right here with that club. And this, that's, that's like an ice pick right there. That's what I talk about ice picks. This is how he clears his body and, and creates momentum. Not only just clears his body. You see, he, he push, he's literally pushing off of him right here. That's making that decision and just, and it's not even a decision. That's just instincts. That, that is something that you're just doing because you're so trained to do it and you've played football for so long. But a lot of guys wouldn't really do this. Like they just disengage. And honestly, probably right here, they would miss because their momentum isn't as great as it would be uh, as it is on this play where Quentin Williams is pushing off of the left guard to, to make that tackle. And like he has athleticism. Look, this tackle is pretty impressive um, to make this. And I'm going to play it at full speed just to get appreciation of how fast this actually happens, like I, like I say. Um, it's a, it's, he's good, man. It's, uh, we got a lot more plays. I'm just going to be gushing over him for you know, probably the next 45 minutes, or I will be gushing over him for the next 45 minutes. So let's get into the next play. And the next play, another play versus uh, LSU. I noticed sometimes like, when I pause it, um, and somebody's made a comment to me before, like, I'll pause it. I'll be, like, itching my nose or rubbing my eye. And, like, I start the next section. I'm, like, you know, hands on my face. So it kind of looks, like, odd, but I don't really care. Um, so he's a zero tech. Obviously, he's circled right there. Um, again, this is more This is more of him a- attacking again. Uh, a little bit of a lot of stuff, but he's attacking the the center, at least. You can see lin- you see the how he's linear right here, um, which he's pretty much on a, on a flat uh, plane from his helmet back down to his heel. Uh, it's a little bit of a curve, but still pretty linear. Uh, tight elbows. Gets his hands on first and inside, which is important. Your hands and how fast you get your hand control of the chest is one of the most important things in you know in football on the interior in the front seven. Um, and you just have such like, a good feel of where runs are going, um, where he sees everybody stepping to the right. And he kind of just reacts really quickly. Uh, gets, gets good extension. You can see right here, good extension. So, so now, even though he doesn't have the longest arms, if he can get his hands inside first and get good extension, it's still hard to beat. It's not like he has really, really short arms. Um, they're not super, super long like some freaky dudes. Um, but he basically, he's, he's just taking the number 79, you know, on a ride to where the running back is going. And his eyes are in the backfield the whole time, which is you can see is important right here. Because as the running back cuts back, you see, you see how he drops his hips a little bit right here puts on the brakes and is still able to, you know, while falling down with a 300 pound man on him, he's still able to fall down and, uh, you know, get, still get back into that, uh, you know, cutback lane, which is impressive. This is, that's just strength to stop and fight off that block or fight through that block to, to make a tackle right here from uh, Quinn and Williams. The next play, let's see, it is again, I know it's versus uh, LSU right here and you can't see it, but I can, I think he's a zero tech. Yeah, no, he's like a slanted, slanted zero. Yeah, it looks like a slanted zero where he's like literally, you see his body slanted. He's still over, heads up over the guard. Maybe, maybe he's a, maybe he's a one, but zero one. Oh, uh, slanted. 
which basically is just to lessen your you, le, when you're when you're like when you're slant like this it like gives you it gives an impression that you're going to penetrate more because you're basically like closing off your body to to punches from both uh angles um so it gives that impression but again you could see more of that like soft stance where he's more of reacting and he know, he notices he, he's a smart player he knows all the he notices the steps he knows he knows the uh the offensive lines in like a slide gap protection and he instead of going through that that a gap he reacts uh, he he you know attacks that b gap uh he knows that that offensive line is going to be sliding there um at least in my mind and again he he goes for the swipe right here the the right the uh yeah, the right guard does not shoot his hand so that's why it kind of misses right here because the right guard's a little bit late and you know q tr- you know basically tried to just anticipate what he was going to do but he still is able to he throws his arm over you can see you can see he's fighting with the uh the right guard and the right tackles in there a little bit now too he throws his shoulder into there and you can see this like this uh power through you know contact from multiple places he gets skinny and he gets through that gap he probably would have got a sack here but if you see the watch the the guard you see him kick out his foot right here right there it's hard to tell if he hit the it looks like he hit that that uh that left one this is like a or it was a left one the right one um this will play a lot of people like, oh man, like, and I see these plays a lot. Like, oh man, Quinn Williams tripped. This is, uh, you know, he needs to have better bounce. And I like watching. I'm like, did you not see people kick out his foot or not? A lot of times, a lot of times, when you see guys get bull rushed and you see like highlights on Twitter of somebody putting it up, watch the offensive lineman's feet and see if he got bull rushed and, and pancaked or if he tripped over another guy's foot. So if you're tripping over another guy's foot, it's not easy to keep your balance, obviously. Um, but I see that a lot. But yeah, he got kicked. He, his foot got kicked here, so he got tripped. Um, but still a good, good rep to get through right there. Play number seven. Uh, this play, I remember just by the start of it, I remember this being one of the pretty ridiculous ones. Uh, he is a, call him a two. Let's call him a two. He looks like he's heads up right on that. Which, like I said, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it if I get into another view. This is not a good view to, to show techniques. Um, but I'll come, I'm going to call him a two. Again, more in a light, light stance. You can see, like, maybe this is a little bit more of a, eh, he still kind of comes up though. Um, it looks almost like more of a heavy where, so like I said, heavy, more of your, sorry, I didn't, I, I remember saying it before, heavy, more of your weight. Like he's more of a definitely a heavy stance, this guy. Like you can tell a lot of that weight is, is, is loaded onto that hand where in this stance, you could, that more of the weight is on the, the balls of the foot or the center of or the center of the foot. Um, but who, who cares? That's what I'm, I'm just telling you. So like I said, the 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 ability or the the uh, the pluses of using that light stance, like he does right here, is he's able to read and react to what the, the offensive linemen are doing. The left guard shoots his his right arm. Uh, Q uses a, a swipe. They said swipe is like pretty much anywhere below the elbow to the, to the wrist, where that same type of motion where a club is anywhere like elbow to higher, pretty much. Uh, depends on where, where what it looks like to me. Um, but he uses that swipe into an arm over. Um, and then he's still, he's, as soon as he gets swipe arm over to one guy, another guy is coming and look how fricking this is crazy. Like I said, it does not. So that one left arm does not necessarily, it, it does not land on the hand as cleanly as it possibly could have. Um, but it still deflects that hand a little bit, that right hand of the, uh, of the center. So for the people who are, aren't watching, he does a club arm over is in, um, let's see. And then like two steps, club arm over, and then like the next step, there's another offensive lineman in his face. He uses a double swipe into an arm over, fights through two guys, and he gets the sack right here. Yeah, that is 
I'll play it in full speed. Um, well, actually, it's not full speed. This is still slow motion, but it's a little bit faster. To do this, uh, swipe arm over, double, double swipe into an arm over, fight through contact of two offensive linemen and still get the sack is, is crazy impressive. You see a little bit of the linking of the hands here. We see like left foot plant, left foot or left hand hits. Uh, right, foot, uh, right foot forward, right hand chops down. Uh, left arm comes up, left foot plants. Uh, right, yeah, this is, this, is, this is the linking of the hands and the feet. I just did those two steps. Um, right part of his body goes forward. Right, or, or he swipes to the, to the left, which makes his body go right. Right foot uh, comes forward. Arm over, left foot plants. That's, this is what I'm talking about, linking of the feet, where you see some guys not linking the hands and the feet, and that's what makes it not as impressive. Uh, he just one smooth, um, you know, obviously it doesn't look like super smooth. He doesn't get to the quarterback, but it's, this is very smooth play, very um, good play example of fighting through contact, fighting through two offensive linemen, beating a double team um, on this play, multiple moves stacked into one. The ability to just read and react really quickly. He's this. This is definitely uh, uh, just a play of pure domination. This is this is a lot of the stuff like that. That hand fighting is a lot of stuff you see from Aaron Donald. And I'm not. I'm not saying he's is Aaron Donald, but with their hands and how technically refined they are, um, they're they're similar, very similar in that way. Where he was a little bit more big and a little bit more power than Donald, at least coming uh, you know into the NFL, where Donald is more athleticism, but. Don't mistake it. Donald is a freak of nature, but if Donald did not have his his athleticism, he would just be another guy. Um, a lot of guys are freaks, but don't not, don't have that. Uh, Lee, for example, is a freak uh, for the most part, but he's still not a good player. There's a plenty of guys who are freaks and not good players. Um, you can go through a bunch of receivers who are freaks and not good players. Corners are all a lot of these guys in the NFL are freaks, but uh, it's all about that technique, and that's why a guy like Donald wins. And for the people who think Oliver over Quinn and Williams, this stuff I'm showing you with the light stances and the technique and stacking moves, that's not Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver's a guy, okay, okay go get the quarterback. He, he reacts off the snap, bursts off the snap, and he tries to go get him. But there's not a lot of technique. There's a lot of, not a lot of refinement. There's not a lot of pass rush plan. Um, there's a lot of, of misreads. He's not even a, a similar player. Um, you know, as a, a as a Quentin Williams, but uh, let's get into the next play from LSU. Last two plays against LSU. Uh, Q is right here. It looks like he's more of a. He looks like a. He's a he's a one R two I right here, um, and they're running an ET stunt. The the end of the, the E uh, penetrates. I, I this was like this is not good execution of a, of a stunt. Um, in in my opinion, it definitely does look like a stunt. And it's just not good execution. He doesn't really occupy that, that left guard really at all. You can tell that Q is really waiting for him. Um, I would like to see him, you know, kind of press the left tackle and then really shoot into the, into the left guard where he doesn't really shoot into the left guard at all. Left guard's completely focused on, on Q, which is fine because Q being patient, um, using really good hands, club, arm over. And you're going to see him play. Like you see, he's a little bit high right here. Because he's using that club and an arm over, you can't you can't be in a linear in really linear and at a, at an angle when you're doing a club arm over. It just doesn't work because you're going to be too close to those hands. Where an arm over move is is susceptible is is a risky move if you don't really land it because you see how open his body is right here. A lot of good offensive linemen, um, if you are using that club arm over, if they can reset their hands and shoot right through you right here, you're done. You're done. You're you're locked up right here. They have their hands inside. You're not going to call for a holder and drive you. Um, so your body has to come up. Like I said, club, arm over. And you see how he's high? As soon as he can land the club over, you see how his weight, his weight drops right here? You can see it right, right there. 
he drops and gets ready to rush the quarterback and fight through that contact. So I like how he's high drop. Drop. I like that. That's, that's good right there. Um, club arm over. Doesn't get to the quarterback. It is what it is. If he held the ball for a little bit longer, uh, he, he would have. It's not like a play where I'm showing like Jets last year who they'd be on blocks for five, six seconds and they'd be like, oh, well, he would have got to him. No, the quarterback drops back, takes, you know, three steps and and runs away or, from Q and his side and then throws the ball away, you know, to, to a receiver. But it's not like uh, he took forever to get there. So um, impressive play there. Uh, we have one more play from LSU, and I think then we get into Louisville. Louisville. Uh, I always used to say like Louisville when I was like a kid, and then people started yelling at me. Um, but yeah, it, it is uh, on. a little bit. Oh, now I'm screwing up. See, I'm trying to pull up another play, and I uh, accidentally brought up my notes. Um, which for my notes, I, that's where I write all the strengths, weaknesses for these guys. I'm right. I like. I'll have one window open watching a game, and then one window with notes, and I type it in and, and see. You. I'll put like if it's a definite strength, let's say like bull rush strength. I'll put it with like a star, and if it's like a still a question, I'll put it with like literally a question mark next to that strength. Um, did I share the screen? No, I did not. I noticed. The, I think it was last week. <laughs> the last play I did of Josh Allen, I was talking about a play and didn't have it up on the screen. It's gonna happen sometimes. I had to do, I click a lot of freaking buttons to not share, then share, and all this stupid stuff. Um, so Q is a comma four, comma five right here, right on the right on the edge of the bottom of the screen, and. Rushes inside, a um, little bit of a gap exchange here where it looks like, like I said, he's going to take the B gap and this, uh, whoever it is, is going to take the, you know, the A gap, but they, they re- re- uh, reverse roles basically where he takes the A and then that guy's going to fill the B. Um, and this is something important when you're evaluating too. You're not going to win every single rep. Like it's never, ever going to happen. And on this play, um, the offensive lineman, he gets his hand into, into the left chest, good for the offensive lineman. And you could see him. They're still hand fighting a little bit with that with that right versus left right here. Um, Q leans into him. He doesn't have a lot of space to work with because that center is going to help a little bit now too. But as the center comes to help, and he knows number sixty eight is leaning hard on him, you can see, you'd see how he's leaning too far. Like he doesn't have a lot of knee bend right there. When you're leaning that far into it, you're susceptible to to chops or to spins because if you can just get away from that pressure, you're gonna you're gonna lose a lot of balance, which you're gonna see is happen here. But he feels him leaning, ducks his shoulder into him, spin move. That's important to see counters. A lot of guys can't wouldn't wouldn't be able to get out of that. The the left, uh, the, I mean, the right guard in the center would just eat them up, and it'd be the end of the play right there. Um, but to spin out of that and, and feel that weight on him and know that he has to he has to get tight and spin um, through it is is nice. He gets the hit on the quarterback. Obviously, it's a completion. Like I said, this is why you know you can't just look at stats because that that wasn't a sack, but it was pretty damn close to it. So uh, good play from Q right there. Now we're gonna get into Louisville, and I was just talking for about. 10 minutes without recording. That was brutal. Um, so I always get like in the moment things like I'm discussing. And I feel like the next time I try to discuss it, because now, now it's on my mind and I want to discuss it, it comes out not as crisp. Um, but right here, he's the, he's the, the two eye. And I was talking about in a, in a Jets, people are saying, oh, well, I don't want Q. Like, now I'm going to be freaking lost. This sucks. But I don't want Q because he's not an edge rusher, which we've talked about before. If one prospect's much higher than the other, um, you're gonna take the one prospect, at least in my opinion. At least, unless you play like a four-three and you have, you know, Dominic and Sue. Like, let's just say, for example, and Aaron Donald. Then yeah, you shouldn't take it into your defensive line unless you're gonna trade Sue away, which is a possibility. But you know what I mean. You get the point. Um, but people are saying, oh well, we don't need to take him because we have McClendon, who is a guy. Listen, 
he would, nobody knew if he would be resigned this year. Oh, well, no, it's going to be Shepard, not going to resign McClendon. McClendon's a good run stuffer. And I was the, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll be bold to say I was the first one on his train when he came in and was playing. I thought he was a good player in Pittsburgh. I was happy the Jets got him. And I have been showing plays of him for three years, uh, talking about how impressive he is. I've always been on the McClendon trade. I think I was the first one on there as a Jets fan, to be completely honest. Um, but he's 33, 34 years old. And people are saying, oh, Nathan Shepard, who's a third-round pick who proved absolutely nothing last year. And you're not going to want to take a guy in Quinn and Williams, who I just showed over the last nine plays, is an absolute dominant player. And he, he, he possesses all five of those traits I was talking about before, um, which Nick Bosa, a guy who does not possess all, all those, I think he possesses three and a half or four. Um, I think the bend, he's good at it. I don't think he's, he has elite bend. And he doesn't have that, that top-end speed. So those are two where it's like where it's like you can label those like of those two. He has like one and a half, but then he does have the technique. He does have um, the power, um, and he does have. I forget, I forget, I'm just blanking out on uh, all of them right now. Uh, technique, power, speed, bend, and arm length. Arm length is the other one I forgot before as well. He doesn't have great arm length. Um, so, or it's 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 okay, but still, even if we give him a plus in that, he doesn't he doesn't possess that elite bend and that great speed. Um, I think Cube possesses all those things. He doesn't have the best arm length, but he has he he works through it because of his technique. Uh, I, I still think his arms are like thirty three inch arms or thirty two and a half, whatever it is. Um, so it's not terrible. Um, but Q is just an absolute monster. Like I said, I, I see Q being a guy who could who could get a bunch of sacks. Um, he, could, he could get up to 14, 15, 16, but I think he's going to make more of an impact um, than a guy like, like Bosa just because how big he is. Um, and also something with Bosa to consider is Bosa has an injury history that, that Q does not have that injury history. Um, so that's something else you have to consider. And from all accounts, Q is an absolutely fantastic guy. Um, and for me personally, I'm taking interior pressure versus exterior pressure uh, all day, in, in my opinion. Out of these guys, let's just call these exterior, who is closest to the quarterback? It's pretty simple. It's geometry. They're, they're on basically a straight line to the quarterback. Guys like Tom Brady, if they're, if they're in shotgun, if these guys are coming exterior, the, the offensive linemen know they can just push them up the arc. He'll step into the pocket and get rid of the ball really quick. Or they get rid of the ball so quick you don't have to worry about that because the ball's out of the, uh, out of the, uh, out of the uh, quarterback's hands in, in a second or two. Now, if he's under center or if he's here and they blow up this interior the offensive lineman, they're right in his face. What is Brady going to do if you blow up the interior of the offensive line? Listen, you're going to have to scramble to the right or you're going to have to scramble to the, to, to the left. Now, for, now for you know, 99% of quarterbacks, when you have to scramble out to the right, you're not going to make a throw to the left. So when you're, when you're taking that interior away or you're, when you're rushing up the interior, you have to make a decision. You're either going this way or you're going this way, and then you're taking off half of the field base. You're cutting off half of the field, and the, the, the coverage can rotate. They can be a little bit more risky with jumping passes, et cetera. Where if you're when you see it, uh, the exterior pressure, if there's a little if there's a gap in that B gap, they just run through it and they can step up again. They can go all all over the place. I I like interior pressure because it really blows up that pocket. It takes away half of a read if the quarterback does scramble, and you're the closest to the quarterback. I, so I I I like that interior pressure. Um, and like I said, I just don't think Bosa's gonna be one of those guys who's getting you know, uh, more than, you know, 13, 14 sacks, which is great. Like, obviously, if he gets 12 sacks a year for the Jets, I'll sign for that every day. But I think Q has a higher ceiling. I think he can make more of an impact than this. And just Q having the the bend he does, the the power he does, the smarts he does, the hand technique he does, the ability to just know, okay, well, if this left guard pulls, there's a, there's an empty spot. I have to penetrate hard. He has just a good, just a good feel for blocking concepts, schemes, things like that. And this is a part of it right here. Uh, that left guard pulse for this play, which is a one back power. Um, 
now this guy he, he's like faking like a jet like a jet sweep um a little bit like he's a motion maybe he's a split blocker figure jet sweep and a split blocker um i think he's a little bit softer you can see how he steps away he said step away right there with that right foot and then he tries to block number 32 is coming off the edge um he should just put his head down right here but whatever uh but we're looking at q anyway so you see q up on the top of the screen he penetrates that that center tried to get his left hand on the uh on q's chest q rips through you can see him rip through right there um which, which is you're basically just controlling that elbow. Listen, if you're getting your hand in there, that, that sucks because now, now you're going you're gonna to you're gonna be able to lean pressure into that. So if, 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 you're, if you're rushing by me and you already cleared my hips and then I get my hand in that, on that angle uh, to your chest where my, where my arm is bent, or even if it's straight, I'm going to put a lot of pressure on my left arm and I'm going to lean into you. And that's how you can turn guys out of blocks. But now – if if you if I have my left arm on your chest and then you're ripping through and you're lifting up my arm, you're you're eliminating that point of contact. That's that's what a rip is. Like that's what it's for. You're eliminating that point of contact. You're controlling that arm and that elbow, so you there, there's no strength through that hand. If that makes sense, I hope it does. Um, but here you see that rip, and you see how this guy has 300 pounds. Do you see that bend that I'm talking about? I said bend. A little bit of the ankle flexibility right here. You can, you, you can you imagine it's there because of the angle and how he's still pushing off. It's, it's a little bit harder to see from this angle, but he does have some ankle flexibility, which is good. Because like I said, I talked about last week, your ankle, your ankle and your foot need to be straight. I mean, I mean your foot and your ankle and your, uh, sorry, your foot needs to be straight on the ground. So, you're, so you can obviously get, get uh, you could create push off of it and your ankle's almost bent like it's like broken. Like that's how you see like ankle flexibility because listen, if, you're, if your ankle – can't like pivot a little bit from your foot while you're running your ankle is going to be straight and your and your your uh, your ankle and your foot are going to be straight you can't really bend that well if you don't have ankle flexibility so you need bending the you need flexibility in the legs and the ankles um you could see how he has that bend right here um while his body is up straight so that's good to see from a guy who's 300 pounds uh rips through is able to turn that that corner pretty tightly that's a that's a pretty tight corner uh, for him and that rip helps because he has that that kind of like that post to lean on um but really really good play right there from from q um for sure play 11 i uh, label as a club rip let's see let's look at it um let's see where he is this that okay yeah that's him yeah so this is like another like one of those light light stances you see where he comes up a little bit after the snap this is where you have to um, kind of differentiate. Okay, is he coming up after a light point stance? Like this is where people—I I guarantee you a lot of people do not know, like or who could talk, but whatever. Some people come up high because they're in a light stance. Some people come up high from a heavy stance, which is not good. There's a difference. <clears throat> he's in a light stance, so coming up high, um, it's okay because he's, he's reading what's happening. And again, because he comes up high, and he's reading. Right guard shoots, club. Rip. That club, basically, you're just creating a, a cleaner alley for your, yourself to get through. So if if you have to work through his hips here, obviously his his momentum is staying is staying more into you. So if you're if he's pushing momentum towards the sideline, um, he's going to be able to kind of give himself an easier alley uh, to get through because you're attacking half a man. This is what I talk about, like attacking half a man. If he's just going to come straight towards him, that's not good. We want to attack just half of his body. Just work on one side of the body. Don't work both arms. Just, just attack one, one part of the body and, get, and, and push through that. So club, you can see how he steps his left foot forward, rip. A little bit right there. The feet are all a little bit tied up. 
um, fight through contact, and he gets a hit on the quarterback again. It, he get, the quarterback gets rid of the ball in in two seconds right here, um, so he doesn't get the, the the sack, but he does get the hit on the quarterback. So you, I, I like to see that. Um, next play, I just label it as athlete. So or I'm gonna see. Um, that's him right here. You can tell. Obviously, it's number ninety-two. Um, yeah, somebody blew their assignment. That is that is pretty clear. Um, now I don't know if the center just got beat so badly here with that speed that he just said, "Screw it, I'm not even gonna try to make that up to him," or if he expected the left guard to pick that up and, and not attack that um, call him a four tech. But somebody screwed up. <laughs> um, or just completely, you know, just, yeah, they, 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 they effed up here. Um, Q obviously gets past it and then just tracks down the running back and, and makes the, uh, the tackle for a loss. It's not a good idea to leave Q unblocked in the interior of the defensive line on a run play, especially if the run play is not like an outside zone, wide zone, uh, jet sweep type of deal, maybe get away with it there. But when you're running an interior run, that's pretty, uh, pretty stupid. So Q again is the, the one tech. Um, this one's a little bit more hard to see, but it looks like he throws, he controls that. You can see hand versus hand right there, left versus right, where the hands come together. So it's almost like a wipe right there with the hand um, into an arm over. And then he, he becomes, so he, he, he rushes to the left guard for people who aren't watching. Um, their hands meet the left guard and uh, Q, uh, left hand of Q versus the right arm of uh, the offensive line, which is a drag hand. He's like throwing out a drag hand right there which is what it is right there. You're starting out one arm and kind of trying to feel uh, the blocker and you're still, you know, maintaining your other uh, responsibility that you're blocking. So he gets over that with that uh, kind of like, a, like I said, like a, almost like a wipe into an arm over comes into contact with another offensive line, which is the center. And he's starting to rush him and he sees the quarterback load up and start to go to make the throw. And he, you can see him like kind of right, right there. He steps into the throwing lane and he gets his hand up and he gets a pass deflection here. That's a, that's a smart play. Um, he didn't get necessarily beating. He's going to beat both of them. He was. If you gave him another second right there, he's going to beat him. But he saw that the quarterback was going to throw the ball because he always keeps his eyes up in the backfield, gets the pass deflection. Definitely another one you like to see. Um, next play, again, we are still versus uh, Louisville. Louisville. <clears throat> um, he is. Yeah, we'll just watch the guy who wins. <laughs> that's that's pretty much Q. Um He's just a smart. He just knows how to attack guys. He, and again, this is more of that like that light stance, and he's attacking the the center. But he knows that the center like takes steps, and his his momentum is going to the right while Q is going to the right, which would obviously be different directions because they're facing opposite ways. And Q again, club almost like yeah, like a club, and he kind of grabs his jersey right there to pull him a little bit. So it's, I'm still gonna call it a club. Um, you see him dip his shoulder right there. He dips his shoulder, get past because you want to you want to lessen the punch area to 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 that the uh, center can can take basically. Dips his shoulder, throws a rip. You see it's pretty tight right there. It's it's right in his in his arm, um, you know which is good. You want to be tight with those rips. The the center tries to get on his hip right there to to push him up the arc, but he has like I said strength and bend. Um, there's not a lot of bend here, but but strength while you're bending is very important because a lot of rushers, especially guys who are lighter, who were lighter in, in college at least, guys like um, Burns and guys like Polite, if if they get beat initially, if that if that right tackle or left tackle kind of just chops, not like chops down them, just pushes their right shoulder or their hip, 
uh, or not, I don't know if I just said right, right shoulder, but if they push their shoulder or their hip and they get a good shot, they're just going to push them right up to the arc and they're, they're, they're out of the arc, which is like you're rushing, like you're, you're if I pause it, um, well, if he wasn't here, like your, your arc around to the quarterback, your arc, you get to like the top of the arc, you bend the arc, you flatten the arc. Uh, people use a bunch of different terminology there, but it's just the arc. Um, like I said, good good move from from Q right there with that with that club into a rip. Um, I would like to see him finish this. The reason he did not finish this though, if you're if you're oh like what the hell he had a wide open. You can see how his left arm is trapped right there in that rip because the center's trying to trying to ride that hip out. He's only able to wrap up with that one arm and hit him with one arm. Now you would like to see that this is a strong quarterback. Good good job by him staying up um, and getting rid of the ball. So he gets to the quarterback, doesn't finish the sack. He he, he should have. Um, still even with that arm pinned to his side, but still uh, overall um, a, a good rush. Next play, another one versus Louisville, is he is right here. He's a three-tech. He looks like he's more – let's see. I can't really see his hand. Looks like he's leaning a little bit more into the hand. You see how he's bursting forward right there? He's not – it's not really passive right here. This is – it looks more like a like a heavy stance, even though it's a little bit lighter, but still you could tell he's not leaning as heavy, but he is leaning a little bit heavier on his on his hand. So I would call it more of a heavy stance. Attacks, tight elbows, ducks his head, stays low, creates that like that little bit of a shock to the offensive lineman. Shock, lateral step. See that lateral step with that with that right right there. That's to get that. That's the to reduce his body, um, and again to give the lesser punch area. So as he steps through, what he's doing is is clearing his hips and attacking half a man because, like you said, he attack half a man. A half a man is is weaker than a full man. Steps through to to, to attack half that man, clear his hips, and as soon as he feels that he could, or as soon as he feels that he could, you know, get through and clear his hips, you see him like start up right there, rip, step through, rip, step through. And that clears the hips, and then he takes a, a you know the uh, was that the guard I said yeah, or actually is it the guard or is it the tackle? It's a tackle. It's a left. It's the it's a left tackle. Um, so a nice nice move with that with that inside rip with that hip drop. You see right there, boom, all all in one smooth motion with that rip. Now if now if his legs and his upper body were not connected, it would not look this clean, and he would not win as easily. But because he's linking his upper and lower body, that's that's important right there. Um, with how you work your hips and how how you maneuver your hips. Um. You know, for sure. Let's see. This one is the – I think I labeled this a – yeah, I labeled it a fork. Um, he is inside. He looks like he's a slanted one. Yeah, I'll call him a slanted one on this strong side right there. You can see the, the circle. Um, again, he's lined up like he's going to attack the center, um, but he attacks the, the right guard. You can see how his arms – or like literally, if you see his arms right here – you can see how they're like a forklift, literally, where his, his arms are going straight down and his hands are like out like you're carrying a pizza box or like a cake, you know, with, with two arms. And you're going you're gonna to lift them to, to obviously, you're, uh, you're raising their, their center of balance and you're making them more off balance because you're supposed to get low, you're just, you know, knees bend, uh, nice and linear. When you use that forklift, you can see how it, how it lifts up and you see how, it, how, how Q like rolls through his hips right there too a, a little bit um which i'll show a better play of rolling through your hips it's not a great example of it but it is which is literally just rolling not like almost like you're freaking humping something 
Um, you want to like roll your hips so you're rolling your power through where if you're, you're not connecting, like I said, your, your legs and your upper body, are not going to be rolling anything. Um, but use that fork into a rip. You see, how he, you see how he lifts them, lift, lift. Yeah. And again, linking the feet and the arm as he's going to, as he's going to step with that left foot, left foot forward, rip through. That's, that's good. That's really, really good. Um, blows up the running back. He doesn't finish this play. I remember, but um, he's still high and he's falling over a little bit as he's coming to the running back. The running back actually pushes him off his track here. So good job of the running back. I'm going to give that running back credit. Uh, obviously after he's able to replan, he just basically just pushes him off of him pretty easily. And then he, and then he chases down the, the quarterback, which he actually, um, he might've got the sack right here if he was able to dive, but because another defensive lineman came in outside linebacker, whatever he is, he had to change his angle a little bit. Then you get to the hit on, on the, uh, on the quarterback. So if I played in full speed. You'll, you'll get a little bit more, like I said, of appreciation now. You're like, Oh, well, Josh Allen looks faster. Yeah. He has 40 less pounds on him, you know, or 40. Yeah. 40 less pounds on him. Another good play. Um, by Q. Let's see if the next play is, Oh, hold on. All right. This play. Oops. Oh, sorry. I did not bring it up. Yeah, we got two of the more uh, the more ridiculous plays coming up right here. Um, this is versus the first game versus uh, Texas A and M. This is probably my favorite play that that I or uh, I don't even know. I'm I'm gonna be completely honest. I I can't even say that. This is one of them. This is this is absurd. This play is absolutely ridiculous. Um, lined up on the center right here. Zero technique three-point stance and he's obviously he goes on an angle he's attacking the the left guard um do you see this right there so for people who are not watching the 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 right i mean the the center is not looking at q because q is attacking the left guard so his eye so the center's eyes flash to the left side and he throws out his drag hand um to basically he's like trying to shoot at the chest of of uh, q to his, to assist the <coughs> the right guard a little bit Q, Q's right hand controls the the or sorry Q's right hand controls the right uh, hand of the offensive lineman. Simultaneously, as he's doing that, this I don't know how to. This is this is crazy. I watched this. I was like, no way. Like you do not you do not see this. You are not going to see this from really. Anybody else on a defensive line um, in college? You're not going to see in college. NFL, this is even rare. This is rare even in NFL. Obviously, in NFL is a little bit harder because they're stronger, they're smarter, they're more athletic. Um, but this is Aaron Donald level stuff. I I'm not I don't say I'm not going to say that lightly. I'm just throwing out there because he's my favorite prospect. Uh, there's some guys who I'm going to rip apart. I'm going to rip apart Rashawn Gary. I do not like that guy. I don't say I get like the athleticism kind of like Montez Sweat. Ugh. Like I'm nah, whatever. There's some guys in this draft class where I'm just I'm, you're gonna see me rip them apart, but this guy is just controlling that hand, um, that that drag hand with his right arm as he's laterally stepping, throws a um, it's it looks like a swipe, um, or a, you can you can call it a, a swipe. Or it's, it's it's a little bit harder to see. It's a little bit blurry right here. You can call it a swipe or a chop. I'm gonna say it's a swipe. So he controls right versus right, literally as he's sidestepping to take on the, the left guard. And just so, you, so just so people can understand, like I said, if you're not watching, which you should be, especially on these type of plays, uh, lateral step, center throws out his right arm. He controls his right arm with his, with his right arm or right hand 
as he's literally stepping, then at, still as he's controlling that arm, um, the right guard shoots and he uh, uses a swipe move with an arm over to get away from that. That, that is ridiculously impressive to me. Ridiculously impressive to me, that play. To, to use his hand, not be looking, to still have his – and look where his freaking eyes are the whole time. This is crazy, man. This is, this is just that, – that is just crazy. His eyes are on the quarterback still. Oh, man. I, I am in love with this prospect. I, I really am. It's, when, if, you, if you have like people who are saying, oh, this guy sucks, don't draft him, what the hell? I, I hope you send him to the show or at least the film reviews that I do um, because how do you watch this? I don't want this guy. No, no way. Like, come on. You're just, you were just lost, I think, if you don't, if you don't want this, this guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you have, people have preferences. I'm not going to say lost. But to, to, to scoff at it, oh, my God, that is ridiculous. It would be the worst pick ever. We should have Eleanor Burns or Jonah Williams. We should reach for Jonah Williams at three because we don't need interior defensive line because we took Quinn Copels in 2000 and, what, 12? Like, come on. Oh, God, it's disgusting. Or was – no. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Wilkerson was 11, right? Uh, Copels was 12. Sheldon was 13. That was freaking seven – Seven or actually eight, well, 12. So that's eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago. Now, if you're going to bring up Leonard Williams in 2015, which is still four years ago, I can understand that argument a little bit. But Wilkerson, Copels, and Sheldon have literally zero to do, zero to do with Quinton Williams. It is not, what do they have to do? It's a different regime, different team, completely different situation. Um, they were not as high as players, clearly. Sheldon Richardson, when they took him when I was there in the 2013 draft, I was like not I was a, obviously a big fan. I've always been a big Jets fan, like not like I'm breaking down film now. They said Sheldon I was like, really? Like I thought he was supposed to go like like mid mid twenties. Like what I was like, the Jets hate him now. And I was like, okay, like whatever. He obviously turned out to be really good. Wilkerson was a what 30th pick. Um Copels was a was a D end. He was a D end in a four three. We try to fit into a three four outside linebacker. <clears throat> so he wasn't even an interior defensive lineman. So people are – I hate that argument. I think it's beyond dumb. Um, here he's a, he's a slanted – he's a slanted one. You see him as a, as a slanted one frequently. And then instead of penetrating through that, that A gap, you can see him he, – he frequently attacks uh, the guards when he, when he does that. Um, it throws the guards off a little bit, I think. But you see – it's a like a swipe right there with the right arm. Again, comes off the ball. Um, he's linear. He's not super low, but he's 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 linear enough, and he has strong legs. He's strong upper body. Swipe into an arm over, and you see how sh- strong that 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 right tackle's foot does not get caught anything. I'm sorry, the, the right guard's foot does not get caught anything. If you if I play this quicker, you see how powerful that is. He does that so fast with that uh, with that you know swipe. Uh, Swipe into an into an arm over, club into an arm over, whatever we want to technically say that left arm is doing because I cannot see it from this view. This is why not having official film of these guys, I just have to watch YouTube videos, is not as great because I can't see the hands as much. But he gets his hand in tight right there. You can see the right arm get into the chest, which is good. He controls it, um, and it looks like it's a maybe it's like a maybe maybe it's a club arm over, maybe it's a pull arm over, whatever it is. You know, like I said, I don't have that view, and I'm not going to definitely say it is something when it's not. But regardless, he beats him with that arm over, uh, and with a move stack or stacked below it, and he beats him so bad. The the uh, being the right guard, the right guard quite literally falls to his knees. That is how bad <laughs> that cue beats him right there. Ah, 
Yeah, um, I'm gushing. But whatever. Next play is uh, him again. I think this is him in the run game um, by Dense Post. Even though I said Dense Post, I think I was actually wrong when I first watched it. Yeah, he didn't did the post. Um, we are denting the post. So let's say this was a combo block, which it was going to be. The po- so people understand what I'm saying when I next time I say dense post and stuff like that. The the man who is going to control because you usually have one guy who takes on the full man and then the other the other blocker is either going to overtake that block or he's going to create like a lot of pressure. You know he's going to push on that hip. Um, but the the first man to attack on a double team combo block is the post man, um, where the other guy who comes in is is whatever I forget the actual terminology for what that guy is. But the first guy who makes contact is typically the post man. And when you're taking on combo box, you want to dent that post man, um, which is dent him. You basically want to you basically just want to bull him into the backfield or or attack him. So then they're at different levels, and you can't attack you with as good of, of, of leverage. If that you know kind of makes sense, which I'll, I'll show an example of dent a post um, in the future. This is not denting a post. He actually he actually hits the guy who was going to co- come in to assist on the combo block, um, which could have been because of gap exchange. It looks like a little, you have a little bit of a gap exchange in the interior between him and the. Uh, a linebacker or safety, whoever that is, like it's harder to tell, especially with college numbers as well. Um, but you see, you can see definitely on this play, he's linear. Uh, that's a see, see, what I'm talking about this is the roll of the hips. See, how he rolls the hips. See, what I'm saying right there, like, see, like, like, which I'm sorry to be like kind of cruel, but like, he's almost like humping. See, what I'm saying that's that's what I'm talking about rolling of the hips, low, linear. Look how, look how much power he's generating there when he rolls his hips. Look, he's linear. Pushing up through him. Look how high <laughs> that left guard is. He has n- he barely has any contact with the ground right now. Um, and Q penetrates that that a gap. The running back cuts back, and he's still able to um, just disengage. Obviously, he the, the the left guard doesn't have a good contact point. He just fights through that block, wraps him up with one arm. He gets some assistance, but he but he makes that tackle. Uh, another another damn impressive play. Yeah, go ahead, Q. Celebrate a little bit right there. I like it. My guy, my guy right there. <laughs> uh, getting into the next play, getting into play uh, numero 20. I don't know, 20 in Spanish, so whatever. I have another couple of really, really impressive plays coming. Uh, this last one, I think this is the last one of um, Texas A&M. But uh, then we have a game against, I think it's Old Misses next after this game. Um, I was marked down the games that I watched. Let me pause. Actually, it doesn't matter, whatever. You'll see all the games I watched. I recorded a play on each one of them. Um, Q is right here. He looks uh he looks like a two tech. Yeah, two tech. Yeah, like I said, it's hard over the top. You know, we all know I well, I, I know my techniques, it's just harder to look over this. I would say he's on the outside a little bit more. I would I would say the three tech right there. It looks like his helmet is outside of the center or the left guard's helmet, so he's a three tech. Um this is just the power again, light stance, and you see how again, see how his step you can see his left step right there is, is more sideways where it doesn't cross that blue. Um, you know, showing the line of scrimmage on the TV angle. Um, it's more of a lateral step, and he does that because he reads the hands. Reads the hands, what happens? He shoots his right arm out, attacks half a man, aggressive club arm over right there. Um, and look at – I'm going to play in fast motion against you. You can see it better, and people are like, oh, it's choppy. It's just because I'm literally playing – what I'm seeing is literally what you guys are seeing when you watch the video, I think, because um, I watched it again before. Um, you see that bend? Beats him, drop of the weight to flatten out because he sees the, the quarterback about to scramble. Bends. And he just misses. Now, maybe that arm length right there. If he had a little bit longer arms, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, the quarterback does get his arm on him right there. So, maybe he could have finished. Good job of the quarterback having awareness and, and, and getting him away. 
Um, so props to the quarterback, but that aggressive club arm over right here, you can see how that shocks. That. Look how powerful that is right there. That, that, that left guard is shook after this play most likely. Um, good bend, good drop of the hips. Um, impressive, very, very impressive play again. All, all these plays are just very um, impressive. Let's see what this next one is. Okay, this is versus – I'm going to just skip the play. I'll go back. I might as well just skip the play. Um, he is the – he's a one-tech right here. Um, I'm circling with my uh, mouse. I don't – I always screw up with it's cursor, Krauser, whatever it is. Cursor? Cursor, yeah. I think it's a cursor, whatever. I could be completely wrong. It looks stupid, but who cares? You're not, you guys aren't here for my um, smarts. You're here for, my, for football stuff. So, again, just very smart player. He sees that the, the center is going to – which one that step backwards and lean into a guy? I don't. I, I never like that type of blocking because then you're leaning, literally leaning, ducks his head too, which is not good. And Q just beats him really, really easy. This is athletic. This is like, oh, he's not athletic. Look how quick he gets into the backfield right here. He feels that block coming. Like he knows that center's about to do that. He just has a, such a good understanding of blocks and how to beat them and stuff like that. That center leans into that block, just arm over. There's no club. There's no nothing. Just swoop. Yes, just basically like an Olay. But with obviously it's an arm over, um, bends and then right here acceleration right to the right to the running back and tackles him for whether it be a loss or one yard or, or, or zero yards it's still stuff or tackle for loss really really impressive play um, right there I know the next play I'm, I I like a lot too I'm probably gonna gush a little bit again but uh, this guy is just he's great um, he's right here he looks like he's a he's a one technique or he is a one technique and this we're talking about. You see some of that bull rush and that power. He usually takes those light stances. Watch this play. This is power. <laughs> oh, man. Third and one for the people who are not watching. He's a zero technique. He comes off the – he explodes off the ball towards him. You see, when he wants to explode, look who's on his guy at first. Look how fast he gets to that, um, to that center who's trying to block him. Nice tight hands, nice tight elbows. Um, linear rolls up that – you can tell he rolls up through his hips. Um, hands on. And you can see him with that left arm. He, he's, hold, he's tugging the jersey. So he's pulling the jersey left as he does an arm over and tackles the running back. That happened all within, you know, uh, a second. You can see him right right there. He has a one tech. Watch if you're watching on the film. Obviously, it's, uh, it's slower in this, in this version. So let me play the other version. I actually like the other version better. You can see how fast it happens. Yep, don't want this guy. No way, he won't fit. <laughs> we already have, we already have Leo. We can't fit this guy to the off at the defensive line. You're nuts. Um, next play. Say to. Okay, let's see what this is. He is a one tech, almost maybe. Yeah, maybe more of a two eye. I'll call him a one tech actually on this play. Oh, sorry. I was looking at the wrong guy. So now he's a three tech. I don't know why I was looking at him. He's right here. Should be able to tell that his body's different. He's not as tall as the other guy. Um, but he's a three tech on the backside of the run. And again, he he knows. So he sees that 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 uh, that puller, which is like again like another like one back power type of deal. And he knows it's coming. He knows that the run's going to be going that way. Because, again, he just has such a good understanding of what's going to happen. And that light stance helps him with this to, to react. Um, so he knows he's going to get down block. Which a down block does not always have to be towards the center. It could be away from the center, too. It just has to be like away from the play. A play. There's like there's seal blocks, which are for certain gaps. And you're a gap away from, from that gap. There's uh, kickout blocks. There's turnout blocks. There's cutoff blocks. 
Um, offensive line is something I don't love to evaluate. It's one of the hardest things to learn. I, I know a solid amount about it, but um, with some of the terminology where sometimes it's a, it's a, it's a reach block if it's zone, but if it's not a reach block, if it's not a reach block on zone and it's a power, it could be a cutoff block. Like there's such little differences in terminology um, that you really have to try to nail. Um, but this is a down block with that one black, one black power. Um, Q feels that, that, that block coming. He knows it's going to happen because he sees the puller. Um, club into an arm over, which the, he doesn't get it too cleanly because obviously the, the left guard is able to get into him a little bit, but he's still able to fight through it, arm over, completely clear himself. The, the, uh, the left guard goes tumbling into the ground because Q just destroyed him, and he makes a tackle for loss. Um, his film is, is just beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, watching this, I feel like I had to record like 90 plays. Like I did and I try to cut it. Like I don't, I don't want to really want to record anything like over 40. I think the most plays I have on guys is actually Devin White because he's so polarizing. Where one play, he'll look fantastic, and the next play, you're, he looks lost. It's just such a weird film to me to watch, but uh, he's a boomer or bust guy in my opinion. Um, but really, really good play from Q um, here as well. And now let's get into the, uh, the next one see what it is. All right, last play. I think this is the oh, – I accidentally brought up. Yes, yeah, so I watch. I just brought up my notes by accident. LSU, Louis, Louisville, uh, Texas A&M, Old Miss, Georgia, and Clemson. We're about to be done with Old Miss, and now we have uh, – then after that, we have Georgia coming. So let me see. Next one, play 25 of 33. So we're rounding them out. <clears throat> um, he is the slanted one right there. You can see him right there, slanted. You can see how he's not – you know, just – completely like parallel feet aren't parallel um so he's a slanted one again like i said he always like slants like he's gonna attack through that one gap and he always then he'll take on the the guard whoever that may be when he's a slanted one now the left guard gets into him a little bit which is fine like i said you're not gonna win every single rep but i like how his eyes are still up right here and he throws oh i can't really tell where his arm is right there but he basically throws a hump where he he drops his weight He's on the he's on the right the the right side of the offensive lineman. He hooks his arm, so he's on the left side of the offensive lineman. Um, hooks his right arm into the right or the left side of the offensive lineman and basically like throws him over. Um, I would call that a hump, and you can tell his left arm comes over on the shoulder right there if you see it if you're watching uh, to to keep himself clear, um, which he does, and then he runs down the, the the running back, which is a good you know obviously he doesn't win cleanly off the snap. He actually gets stood up a little bit, but. That this right here, so he gets stood up, power with the upper body. He's not really using his legs here. He's straight up. So that's just power with the upper body and fight to get to the ball. So you see some power right here, and you see the ability. Look how fast he looks on this play. Pretty fast. That's, he's, not, he's not some slow, plodding 300-pound guy. He's a freaking athlete. That's why he ran like a 4'8", which is good for his size. It's obviously um, a solid time for a guy who is that, um, that, that large of a, of a human. Um, next play versus the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. He is the two-tech. Again, he just knows how to win here. Obviously, as the ball is snapped, you can see his eyes are on the um, on the right guard. And you see how the right guard is like – he's angling off. You see what I'm saying? Where he's, he's, he has an angle um, with his left foot forward. So with your left foot forward – and you're, and you're angling off, you're not going to be able to cut to the left as easy. Now, he'll be able to cut to the right really, really easy from here. So you just post off that leg and, and, and cut because your foot's already back there. You just bring your foot back. <clears throat> but to cut back to the left right here, it's not going to be as easy. You have to open your hips to the left. 
um, because then you're gonna have to really like you have to take two steps more more or less. Um, so he sees him angle off right there. Again, he's in that soft stance. He gives him a little stutter steps. He reads what he's gonna do. The the offensive lineman comes with like a wide hug technique um, or just bad punch. Uh, Q beats him again with that with that club rip. Pretty tight rip. Maybe you want to see a little bit more um, past that elbow and a little bit higher on or, or a little bit more on Q's elbow. Um, but it's okay. Um, throws that rip. Uh, fights through that contact right there. Boom. Sack on sack on the quarterback. So uh, I was I would like to play it at least one time and just just uh, the speed that you know I guess I recorded it in just so you can see a little bit more appreciation. So I'm not slowing down the entire thing. <coughs> No, and I record. See, and now I'm getting all flustered. I just, I was just talking on the on the mic, and uh, the mic was not on. So, getting a little bit messy towards the end here. Um, <clears throat> so, Q is the comma two again right here. Comes off the ball, low. Um, good hand placement inside extension, tight elbows. Um, rolls his hips through again. And you can see that stands up the, the offensive lineman. The offensive lineman now at this point is pretty much screwed because he has absolutely no contact point. Q is reading the backfield. So he, he creates. And the good thing about this too is you can see how his, his eyes are in the backfield now. And then he extends with his right arm. So when he extends with his right arm, he's like, he's, he's cre- he, one, he's going to keep his eye. He's doing that so he can keep his eyes on the running back. And now what he's able to do, because he's so low and he's using that extension, the, the, the left guard has no contact point. So all he has to do is just step through with that right. You see how he steps through with that right right there? Step through with that right and rip through. That's all he does. Um, good hand placement extension. Angle, angles him a little bit and drops his, drops his hips a little bit. So he, he drops back with that, with that left foot. Steps through with the right right there. So drop with the, drop the left, step through with the right, which drops his his uh, you know his his uh, center of gravity, which throws off that offensive line. You can see right there how that how, what happens because he does that, rips through, tackle on the running back for for a, a run stuff. Um, another great play of of the twenty seven now going on twenty eight great plays that I've shown of this prospect, which are just it's just consistently great. Uh, zero tech and. Again, you see him, like I said, a lot of times, and I guess just at the Bama scheme, you see him a lot line up, and, and it's because of this. Most likely you're going to have a blitz uh, through that A-gap. They're probably hoping that that center follow Q a little bit more, um, carrying him to the, to the right or to the left guard. But all Q does, does is, one, that center is, you see how he's, his punch is not under his base. Like, that's not a good punch. He's, he's leaning a little bit, too. That, that's not a strong punch, I can tell you right now. <clears throat> You want to be more linear. He's not. He's not linear right there. He's not like. He's not in a good stance. But um, Q still like opens opens that right hip, which doesn't give the left guard a really good contact point with that left arm. You're like you're sliding off the body instead of creating flat contact. <clears throat> gives him the club, which hits him in the face, 
and he hit, he hit him in the face right there because you see that, how that right arm lands on that shoulder of, of Q. So his arm isn't able to extend as, as cleanly as he would like to. Um, but it's okay. It's, it's, it's still, it still doesn't, it has an effect on him. Obviously like punches him in the face, which is fine. Um, into the arm over, but because he was not able to get that, um, that arm extension that he was, that he wanted to because of that right arm of the, um, of the right guard landing on the left shoulder of Q, Q still throws that, that, um, that club, but now he knows he's not able to get over. He's not able to clear himself with that arm over. And you see how we, you'll see it. You'll see it when I play fast, mo- fast motion. He then chops down aggressively right here. He knows he's not going to win. He's going he's gonna to eliminate that contact point. Chop through. Runs to the quarterback, gets the hit. I think the quarterback gets rid of the ball here. Let me say, yeah, he does get rid of the ball. But watch, you'll, you'll see it. He knows he's not going to win. Chop instead of a chop instead of an arm over. Boom. Runs right to the quarterback. Uh, gets a you know gets a. You know, it's not. Is it a huge hit? No. But listen, when a three hundred pound man is going to land on you, it's always going to uh, hurt a little bit. So, All right. One more play versus the. Hold on. All right, yeah, we have one more play versus the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, and we have a couple plays versus Clemson, a game where he didn't, you know, he, he got limited a little bit, uh, but not really. Like, people say, oh, he didn't make any plays. There's a couple times where Lawrence got rid of the ball really early, and he still made a couple plays, and I'll show you that he made a couple plays, where um, people say he made no plays. Like, you're, you're exaggerating a lot. Your people are gonna, people now is, does Donald always have the best game? No, um, you're going to have bad games every once in a while, but it's about, you know, consistency. You know, as long as you don't string those bad games together, um, you're going to be fine. But it was, still, it was still not that bad of a game. And you see Q do this a lot. He, like, he, he has a really good feel for blocking seams and, like, see these zone steps where everybody goes with their left, with their left foot, left foot, left foot. They're all, like, they're all zone stepping. And uh, Q feels that. He, he knows what's coming. He sees them doing it. You can see right there. Eyes flash over. That um, that right guard, you know, he's a, he's a slanted zero again. He's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I get right into him, and obviously he lunges towards him. Q takes that lateral step, lateral step, keeps his weight low. Club, club, arm over, and just attacks the running back. <laughs> uh, it's um, this is good. Um, and really, there's really nothing else. He has a feel for the blocking scheme, club arm over, and gets into the backfield. The running back has pretty much no shot unless he can throw a nasty stuff arm on him, but that doesn't really happen often either. Um, like I said, he does have some weaknesses. Uh, uh, denting, denting the post versus combos, you know, anchoring a little bit versus, uh, versus combo blocks. That might, that might be a slight issue at times, but he's 300 pounds. He's not 330 pounds. So he's not Mike Pennell. Um, but yeah, four three. I think it's a little bit better fit for him. But I, I still think he could work in three four. But people are saying, "Oh, well, the Jets are on three four. It's not a three four, a typical three four two gapping. I think it's gonna be a lot of four three as well. They're gonna you're gonna see a lot of four three overlooks in my opinion, and it's gonna be more of a penetrating three four as I've said many many times. So it's just every three four is not the same three four. Um, you have you have a, a again one of these uh actually ends up being a, a uh, this is a counter, counter OF. Or last week, I think I just showed, I showed a counter tray, I believe, with Josh Allen. This is a counter OF where I talk about like the, the H-back, uh, another running back, tight end, whatever, is going to lead the way through the hole instead of that, instead of that tackle. Um, we see Q, he is right here. Um, the down block comes from the, from the center. He takes on that block low, very, very low. He looks like a bowling ball right here. Arms in tight. You see him right here. 
after that contact, reading the running back, reading the running back, reading the running back. Do I have to go to that play side or for that play side? Stays low. As soon as he starts to cut back, um, Q basically he doesn't he doesn't rip through, um, but he but he pulls he pulls uh, makes a tackle on the on the uh, on the running back right there. Next play, three more plays left. Uh, all versus Clemson, <clears throat> the game that he made no plays in. So he is the three tech right here. Yeah, that's him. Um, <clears throat> he's a three tech, and this is just it, it's it's a it's so again he he comes more passive. He doesn't like to attack guys. Like he'll attack their space and attacking their space kind of like a wide receiver doing it to a cornerback. It makes them feel uncomfortable and shoot. And he has such fast and quick and you know accurate hands that he's able to deflect that um, as they're shooting. So he sh- he shoots. You see him open up that that right shoulder for that arm to come over. Um, club arm over and that arm over portion right here. I, I, I guess his his bicep actually rubs up against or, or hits his face mask and actually knocks the guy's helmet off, which looks like, which looks pretty cool. And you see that again that bend. You see it right there. As he as he sticks his uh you know he actually rips through the the, the center who comes in to to kind of clean up the blocker or assist the the right the left guard who's got beat throws that rip you see that bend again it's a nice bend for a guy his size and uh, knocking a guy's helmet off is always pretty cool looking um on a play like oh my god <clears throat> um another good play next play <clears throat> the second to last play um a little bit more of the the one gapping penetrating style. Um, when he's asked to do it, he's asked two gap and next to one gap in at Bama. Um, <clears throat> again, lined up, lined up as a one tech. You could see that the the center does like that false step and actually comes in to, to hit the hip of uh, Williams. You can see Williams. So he dips his left shoulder. Um, that that creates less like again less of a contact point for that uh, that right guard to, to punch him. You see that power working through these guys. He throws a rip and he just just takes the, the number fifty nine, the the left guard, right on right on a ride, right to the right to the uh, running back. You, you like see people talk about this game like he didn't make any plays. How do you watch this on TV? And you're like, man, that was a freaking nice play. Like what? He made plenty of plays. Um, did he make as many plays as against LSU or Old Miss? No. Um, but still, it wasn't a bad game. And they were down like forty billion to to fifteen or whatever the hell it was. Like the second half, it was so bad. Um, be a nice play there. Um, angles off, dips the shoulder, um, throws the rip, and just power to fight through that block. I, I like it. Last play of the review. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. He is the – call him a zero. He's a little bit inside. Maybe he's a one. And ball is snapped. Q again, he feels which way the, the offensive lineman is going. Wherever, wherever the offensive lineman is going for the most part – Unless it's like a sweep, which wouldn't make any sense on this play because of where the running backs align and where the center is going, so it wouldn't be a sweep anyway. Um, but he feels that block coming. That lateral step reads it. Arm, see his arms tight inside. Arms tight and inside. Nice and linear right there. Um, extends. You said extension right there. Arms tight. Extension keeps your keeps your chest clear. Reads the running back as he reads the running back. Uh, the running back starts to cut his way because 33, um, you know, he's blitzing off the edge right there on the backside um, of this play, which looks like, which actually looks like a be- like a belly zone um, from where how everything's happening right here. But 
Q again, like stacks, reads them right into the running back. And that's, that's the last, uh, the last play. Like I said, there are some weaknesses that, that, that I brought up before. Uh, I, I literally just mentioned them with um, some of the, I wouldn't, I would say he's, I would say if I had to give a give the edge to one, I think he's, he's a better one gapper, but he's definitely still two gap very very well. Um, but versus double teams in, in the run game, let's see a little bit more improvement, which we talked about. There are some times where he loses his balance a little bit, but nothing I really wanted to highlight in a show that I talked about. I want to see some more f- uh, foot drive at times, and there's also some times where I talked about and I mentioned it before where there's some it's, it, he's in really tight contested areas or just tight compact areas, I should say, not contested. Um, I would see a little bit more bull rush from him because I think he's he's powerful enough to do it. We've all seen that, but he, there's a little bit too fin, too much finesse some, sometimes. But these are very rare. Like, don't think, oh, he does this stuff all the time. Uh, he's my number one prospect. You guys just saw why. Um, he really is just absurd. If you have any questions about him, if you have any comments, you know, I disagree with this play, you can sure email me or tweet me. I'm sure you guys know my stuff by now. I've been saying it. I've said it 38 times now on the show and a billion other times on the Generation Radio. Um, but that's it for him. Like I said, the show will be up. It's five thirty now. Hopefully, I have it up by at least seven o'clock um, tonight. And then tomorrow, or maybe tonight, I'll start putting up uh, Nick Bosa film. And then I'll have a Nick Bosa show. Today is Saturday. I'll probably have a Nick Bosa show on maybe Monday by the latest Tuesday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably go for Tuesday. We're gonna have a Nick Bosa show. <laughs> Um, so you'll see what I'm talking about with some of the, the things I was saying with him. Uh, but I appreciate everybody for listening. If you can, just drop a five-star rating. That is fine. If you really do love the show enough or you like the show enough, I don't think anybody loves the show. Um, even though some people have said that. But whatever. I know it's, you know, whatever. Figure speech. Um, leave the the review for me. I, I'd appreciate it greatly. And then we get out to more people. We get better equipment. Uh, the, the rocking chair is never going to go. It's, 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 my, it's my trademark now. But maybe I get some better lights or not a freaking a mat in the back of me that covers lights behind me. So it's not too bad of a glare, but, uh, and then maybe we do some more shows. We get some sponsors, whatever, you know, so I'd appreciate that. I will see you in a couple of days. Nick Bose review. Uh, keep your eye out on Twitter. If you're on Twitter at Joe RB 31, be putting up a bunch of jet stuff. I'm working on a nice little project for you guys. It's going to be a multi-part show, multi-part review. Um, that's gonna be pretty exciting after some of this stuff slows down. So I think I thank everybody for listening and I'll see you back in a couple of days.